You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Guys, gals, how's everybody doing here as we get you through your week here with your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound? Uh, you know, we've got some stuff to go through here. Uh, obviously, a new signing today. Well, you know, and the stringiest, the tiniest of tiniest of strings of hope with a running back brought in here. Uh, OTAs coming up, some listener questions. Uh, always remember, guys, you know, your hands-free, whether it's in the car or Alexa or Surrey or whatever it is at home, play podcast, Locked On Browns, have the latest episode brought up for you. If you guys didn't check out, I sat down yesterday with the guys from Locked On Bangles. You know, basically, you know, just a little, you know, where each team is at here as we start getting closer and closer to some 19-type football activity. Um, and if you guys haven't checked out, I just recorded earlier today with Matt Williamson for the Locked On NFL pod. Gave some, you know, a bunch of stuff there, uh, Browns-wise, obviously AFC North. So if you're looking for more, and, you know, I know some of you guys take this to the gym or you're commuting, and if you're in traffic, it gives you a couple more avenues and stuff to check out. Uh, Pete Smith with us here this evening. Pete, first things first, uh... The baby is born. She is launched. Uh, tell everybody about the new project. So I'm officially running uh, Browns Maven as part of this Maven network that's uh, emerging, I suppose, like NFL Draft Scout, which is a tool I use quite a bit as part of it. Um, and, you know, I, it's often, I mean, it it's me taking over a site that already existed, but it's often running. So um there right now there's the 2019 comprehensive cleveland browns draft review which i do uh normally much earlier but this was sort of waiting there's gonna be at least two more long form articles over the next two days uh you can go there there's a bunch of podcasts obviously locked on brown stuff is there since i'm on it uh some other things but there's also you know i can do more sort of live reaction type stuff there's uh, obviously a link to the latest move the Browns made. Uh, and there are all kinds of other stuff I can do and we'll sort of get into as I get this thing going. There's uh, sort of a community thing with it, which has a very similar uh, setup to things like Facebook without actually, you know, stealing all your data and all that stuff that I think you can do through like your Google account stuff. That's a quick way to sign up. But if you're looking to sort of, Interact and those type of things, which is always good. Uh, it may be a much easier way to get questions uh, for the podcast or, you know, for people who may not love uh, the nature of Twitter. That's an easy way to uh, sort of reach out, uh, talk to other people in a little more of a live atmosphere than sort of like an old school message board type thing. Um, but there's a lot of things that can happen and, and some of that will sort of start to unfold as I get more comfortable with it. And then, you know, it, it just, if you like what I've done in the past, uh, this lets me do more of it. And if you, you know, in addition to a few new things, which I haven't done, which I'm excited to do, like some video stuff, some audio stuff uh, that can just be quicker uh, and more instant analysis type thing. So if the Browns do something, uh, you know, big, small, whatever, you can get some instant analysis, reaction, whatever. You can tell me I'm wrong uh, or I'm the worst person ever, whichever, you know, strikes your fancy. But that's sort of where this <laughs> thing's going and and what, you know, uh, I'd like to see happen with it. And that, that may evolve as we get there. But, like, one of the easiest things I've done, obviously, is just found an easy way to uh, put a bunch of podcasts I listen to related to the Browns. Uh, 
uh, some articles, you know, one by uh, Charles McDonald, talk, you know, his Espionation article talking about Baker Mayfield, uh, stuff like that. So the, the go- ultimate goal is to get to a point where, you know, people think of Browns, they want to, they want to go, you know, at least one of the stops they go to is Browns Maven to see, you know, it, it may be just pointing out stuff, getting you things that you'd like to know, but just one stop shop or sort of a, a new home to get more analysis type stuff. Uh, as we get going there, you know, obviously I'll try to, it won't be just me uh, as, as the, the, the faster I get comfortable with this, the faster I'll be able to add people to it. I've uh, sort of reached out to a few and we'll see where that goes in terms of getting more and more voices on here. So if, even if you're, don't like what I do. Uh, hopefully, we can. I can find somebody that does sort of strike your fancy, so you can uh, uh, have a reason to stop by and interact. All that good stuff. Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, for me, I'm about probably about a uh, ten days to fourteen weeks for you know getting a little bit more normalcy besides the pod and besides my everyday life as soccer will start to die down here. And uh, obviously, you know, anything Pete needs, I'll be more than willing to, uh, you know, toss my hat in the ring to help him out there. Um, he may have to edit it, though, and God help you, Pete, on that one, big guy. <laughs> that part, I'm not, that part, I'm not too worried about. Like for the, you know, basically just being first and foremost, you know, we'll see. Ultimately, it may or may not be realistic, but you know, in the same way that we sort of have locked on Browns as it is now, there's there may be. Maybe a beneficial way for us to sort of transport that over there to sort of use it as an easier way to sort of have all everything in one place. But that is sort of one of those things that's we'll see how it goes. In the meantime, uh, you know, Jeff doing what he does naturally, which is talking. If he does that on the site, uh, that's more than plenty. Uh, and then you know, doing what he's doing right now, it's more than. Is, is obviously great, too. Play to your strengths, people. Play to your strengths. Know what you can. Um, yeah, I can get a lot more accomplished in 40 minutes with a microphone attached to me than I can get in you know, 240 minutes sitting in front of a keyboard. The problem is is I get, like, five thoughts going at once. And, like, some of these guys who like to talk about, like, what's your favorite music to listen to when you write or what do you like to watch on TV when you write? I'm like, how do you guys do that? I've already got enough going on. So, uh, but that's, you know... Um, so with that, obviously, you know, we had talked about this here, and obviously, you know, wish Pete the best here. Uh, you know, you know, with everything, you know, you put some work in. You hope you get yourself to, you know, a better position with anything you do. It, it's no different than y- y- your full-time gig. It's no different than anything else you do. This is what you you want. If you put some effort in, and y- it's good, and it's it's quality, and people enjoy it, you hope to take that next step up, you know, next rung up the ladder, so to speak. It's too many cliches and bad ones to this point, Pete. Um, Brown signed L.J. Scott today, Pete. Obviously. A kid whose history you know well, um, Michigan State. It, it, it seemed Pete the, the early portions of his career, and especially after his sophomore year, it was like, wow, this is really going to be a running back. And it was almost where he was going to be a kid for eighteen. Everybody was really, really excited for you know where this kid's career was headed. Um, then it's you know some fault of it is his own injuries, obviously not, but some fault of his own. Yeah, I mean you know. Uh, some issues in that regard, but, uh, you know, then injuries and, you know, a career that could have turned out to be maybe a 4,000-yard career college rusher turns out to be a guy who got like 27-28, which is really nothing to sneeze at, but the shine definitely came off the L.J. Scott star the longer he spent in East Lansing. Uh, yeah, he 
was a good running back, or at least reasonably productive as a sophomore. He had a hair under 1,000 yards rushing, uh, caught a few passes, uh, just a big back that that did some damage. I mean, he he did his best work when he was sort of a, uh, you know, kind of the main back, but not really. And then a lot of things happened. Um, He dealt with injuries. He cannot be allowed to go anywhere near a car. Uh, he has been he in his time at Michigan State, like just at, up to 2017, he has seven driving charges and there are more. Um, he just stay away from a car. There, there's some off field questions with him. Um, he's a you know, again, he's a guy who's dealt with with injury issues and, you know, his athleticism isn't great. Personally, I think he's built more to be a fullback than a halfback. But realistically, the Browns replaced one bigger back in Devontae May that they had on the practice squad last year for another big back in L.J. Scott. And it wouldn't surprise me if L.J. Scott's here, uh, you know, a few days to a couple weeks, ultimately is released, and they bring back Devontae May at some point. This may be just sort of shuffling the roster, seeing what a guy looks like, seeing if he's even worth the trouble and then deciding to move on or, you know, see how it goes. But at least for the moment, the Browns seem to be at least interested in the idea of getting a larger back, uh, maybe a short yardage guy. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, uh, given what Nick Chubb is able to do, and they have a lot of running backs on the team. But, you know, that that's at least – the move here, one big back to another big back, and, and and the people who ask, no, this has absolutely no bearing on Duke Johnson whatsoever. It's just its own little, ultimately nothing move. I don't, I, you know, I don't think Devontae May was likely to get, contribute, and I don't think L.J. Scott's ever going to do anything for this team. I mean, we're talking about guys here who are the 85th, 86th, 87th, 88th, 89th, 90th guy in this roster currently. Um, so it's nice to, you know, if you think you're going to get something better, sure, by all means, go for it. But uh, it's a long way from being, you know, the 85th to the 90th guy to being, you know, the 50th, 51st, 52nd, 53rd. And maybe with his profile, you know, he would be asked to play a lot of special teams, and you're not sure that's something he can really do. So, you know, for the time being, LJ Scott here, and, you know, similar to Desmond Harrison, you know, could be two weeks, could be two months, could be two years. You know, it, it's one of those types of signings. But, you know, always tinkering, and, you know, any team should be doing that if you think you can make your 90 slightly better, like you do with your 53. That is what you should be doing, you know, as a front office, you know, and as, you know, you're trying to improve your team here. Um, Pete, uh, we're going to kick off uh, OTA talk here in a minute, but uh, sorry, guys, it's a ZipRecruiter night, but the good folks at ZipRecruiter. Uh, look, hiring is challenging, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast and smart, a place where growing businesses can te- uh, connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOnBrowns. ZipRecruiter sends your, uh, sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With uh, their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employees employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. Look, uh, you know... 
if you're working, get it out there. Businesses are using ZipRecruiter to find help. Um, you put your application up there. The businesses put their information out there. What we're looking for, you know, you put out what you're experienced in. ZipRecruiter finds the match for you. As of right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash spell uh, capital L O C K E D capital O N locked on ziprecruiter.com slash locked on and we thank you ZipRecruiter for your sponsorship of locked on Browns. Just think of it if if, if Jeff was smart he would use ZipRecruiter to find a better co-host. Uh well, Pete I, I got it you're versatile, you're flexible, you're you're good like that and you're always ready to go. I I don't think we ever had one where Pete was a little bit tired. I don't think we've had one of those. Uh, Pete takes whatever the equivalent of the Blue Chew podcasting juice, you know, whether it's a Red Bull or one of those things of that nature, but God knows that stuff poison. Don't put it in your body. But, uh, you know, you're always ready to go, Pete. You have no problem being on. We know that. True. Nevertheless, you should use ZipRecruiter. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Pete, uh, you know, now we're, you know, obviously, uh, OTA practice is coming here in the next couple of days. You know, guys are filing into the building. Um, I want to congratulate Antonio Callaway, who apparently is going to turn into a very big media source here. Um, it appears all well that Odell Beckham is in the building. Guys, he still might not do anything, just so everybody understands that. And it's fine. Even if he wasn't here, that's fine. Um... But OTAs, uh, you know, obviously, Pete, you know, a little bit on the Odell talk, and then, you know, what we're hoping to, you know, get out of this a little bit. I mean, it's it's hard because it's so limited in what you can do. Um, but look, even still, it's it's getting something on the road towards what should hopefully be maybe the most rewarding season since this franchise has returned back to Cleveland. Right. So OTAs are short for off-season training activities, which. Uh, aren't actually anything important about football. They are an ex- entirely contrived excuse for reporters uh, and hacks alike to just complain about who's there and who isn't. Um, and nothing gets done. I don't all. know who the hell is wearing 87, but he dropped two passes today. <laughs> um, uh, you know, Odell Beckham is reportedly there, uh, you know, which is fine. Um, if he's doing football things, that's great. Really, OTAs, in addition to getting your body ready and sort of getting a sense to learn the playbook and stuff like that, for a guy like Odell Beckham, it's a good opportunity to sort of start getting to know your teammates and, you know, in a football environment. It's not like, let's go to dinner and stuff like that, although I'm sure that happens too. Um, it's, and he's picking up the check. <laughs> yeah, it's it's more along the lines of, you know, Getting a sense to, you know, earning that respect, sort of seeing what what makes him special, what, you know, he, he's a, a guy with a reputation as a very hard worker. For all the stuff that seems very unimportant to what's really at hand here, this is the stuff that matters. Uh, you know, it, 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 he's in there working hard. He's in there, you know, young guys are seeing there, wow, you know, this is why he's so great, that type of stuff. Um, and then obviously, you know, every throw Baker Mayfield has to Odell Beckham is all, uh, you know, every every time the media gets a chance, they're going to tape it. And you're going to see clips and we're all going to go ooh and ah over it, which is part of the deal. And that's great. But it just helps build that chemistry. And that's really what this is about. So I, I'm not I'm never going to get into, you know, 
insert player is bad or otherwise because he's not at OTAs at this moment. Like right now, um, the New England Patriots are expected not to have Tom, Tom Brady, at least for right now. They didn't have Tom Brady for much of last year's OTAs, and they won the Super Bowl. So it matters more for certain players than others. Obviously, newer guys, it's a little bit more important for all the reasons I've sort of laid out. But, you know, and, and it's an opportunity to sort of put your foot on the gas and, and get things going and getting a sense of where you want to go and this stuff. But at the same time, it's, you know, this is stuff that these guys have been doing since high school or some of them earlier that you're just getting a sense of, uh, get, get starting to get the things moving into uh, back into that football mode, which is great. I mean, uh, the, the best thing about OTAs is it's an opportunity to sort of get a sense that this is actually real. This is actually happening, that Odell Beckham is part of this team and all the great stuff about mm-hmm. Baker Mayfield throwing touchdown passes to to him and all that stuff. But it's another step in the process, and hopefully everything's great. But if you're sitting there uh, complaining about you're one of these people who's overly worried about OTAs, the flip side of that is if they're not participating in OTAs, that hopefully means they're not getting injured. And and you had this thing with the Jets where um, their head coach is, you know, basically just doing nothing but uh, classroom stuff because he thinks he's making the argument that it's, you know, basically nothing but risk in terms of putting them on the field, that guys get hurt uh, doing that and they can't really get, well, I guess they supposedly could, get hurt in the classroom and that they're not going to retain as much they do physically in terms of what they will do in the classroom. So I try not to get too worked up about it. It's great if you're there. It's not the end of the world if you're not. Yeah, and you know, that is the biggest thing that's going on in here. So, uh... For me, Pete, what we're going to look for here is with, you know, obviously with the new guys is, well, and even some of the holdovers, you know, where is Jannard Avery lining up? Um, what is Eric Murray doing? Um, Redwine, obviously we know what Morgan Burnett's going to be doing. Uh, your, your manipulation of, you know, uh, you know, and I guess Duke's not going to be here as that saga continues to roll on, play out. Who knows, maybe he does show up, but apparently today he was working out in Florida. Still, you know, that's still an unturned stone, so to speak, with the Duke Johnson thing. But you know what some of these guys are doing. You know, where is Redwine going to be now that every Nuggies? Um, Eric Murray here's a guy that could see more corner reps than he does see safety reps. Where does he play? Uh, you know, when they put linebackers on the field, um, you know, when Joe and Christian Kirksey go out there, you know, who's the third guy that goes out there and stands next to them? I mean, because most of that stuff is kind of done somewhat, you know, almost on air and team activities. Um, and, of course, you know, like you said, you know, if Odell is there, and even even if he's just doing, you know, simple positional drills, it's, it's the realism of seeing him in the helmet and seeing the first time he's actually wearing that brown jersey and a, a ball is just snatched with one hand. Um, getting to see Greedy and Denzel Ward together, which should hopefully be a really nice pairing of two cornerbacks on rookie contracts for the next four years, which gives you a nice duo there. Uh, you know, and, and the other thing is, look, it, it, it's been a while. It's been a really, really long time since, you know, Baker's three-interception game in Baltimore. You know, Nick Chubb lost his 1,000 yards, and, you know, what was could have been 8-7-1 turned into 7-8-1 
But it's nice to just see something football-wise again, and now you're incorporating the rookies, and it's everybody involved, and it's just it's just getting to see what hopefully should be a, a really good product, and all these guys put together. So you know, that uh, within itself, it's fun. It's you know, and like you said, you know, the hacks, so to speak talk about things that they have no idea and you know comment on a player oh well this guy looks like he might be pretty good well yeah some of us have already done that work the more important uh newsworthy thing uh, coming out of that is that antonio callaway is at otas i am far more worried about where antonio callaway is uh, at this point in the offseason than i am odell beckham um and whatever He, he could be in greece right now walking around taking Pictures on mountaintops, that's fine. As long as you're here by week three of preseason, Odell, that's all that matters. Yeah, but I mean, you know, with Callaway and, and you know, the, the more time he's at the facility, the more time he's not elsewhere where he could potentially putting himself in, in situations that could get him in trouble. And that's and less great. cryptic tweets. <laughs> yes, and hopefully, you know, less cryptic tweeting. But, you know, the, the, that's another guy. Every time he's catching a pass from Baker Mayfield is, is time he's – doing the right thing as opposed to putting himself in a position where he might make the wrong choice. And that's what you want. So if I'm worried about anything, it would be guys that have, uh, have been uh, unreliable in that sense, in terms of being available. And at least for the moment, you know, that's, that's the best, that's the best part about this. And obviously, you know, Kareem Hunt would be another one for, you know, all you people who, you know, that, you know, want to root for the, you know, the Ohio kid, that's fine. Um, granted, he's going to miss the first eight weeks, but it's the first time you actually get to see Kareem Hunt doing something, you know, wearing Browns colors. So that's just another one, and it just it lets you know and just, you know, how deep this can be. And it was actually, I brought up uh, Antonio Callaway today with Matt Williamson because he asked me for a guy who might break out. And if you guys remember, we talked about this the other day when we were trying to do, you know, stats predictions. You know, uh, Callaway could be in here for in line for a a very very good year if he puts together what he did as a rookie going into this year, where the fact that there will never ever be the fact that he's going to see you know secondary coverage unless it's zone, and you know even then he's he, he's shown ability to eat at times. Antonio Callaway, you know, committed and fully on board, and you know be able to build off of last year where last year was pretty promising seeing that he didn't play the year before at the University of Florida just a, a big big player to watch yeah I mean look I, I I continue to believe that the bye week was huge for him uh last year and now he's got weeks and weeks and weeks of bye week to mm-hmm. you know to build that uh chemistry with with Baker Mayfield to get him to trust him uh, I don't know how much of this is how much of this is Callaway doing the math or his agent doing the math. But look, every rep he's there, uh, getting better with Mayfield, getting more trust in Mayfield is likely to give him a little bit of an edge when it comes to Sundays and, and where the ball's going to go. There, you know, after who's going to be that second guy? Is it going to be Odell Beckham and rest? Or is it going to be Odell Beckham and somebody's going to make their announcement? And certainly Callaway... You know, is a guy who can make that case. Uh, Jarvis Landry is a guy who can make that case. David Jajoku is a guy who can make that case. And then uh, Richard Higgins is a guy that can make that case. So, you know, taking advantage of those reps, let, you know, if Callaway's there and somebody else isn't, uh, that's a potential advantage for him. And that's obviously important. Uh, and that's the thing, though. And, and, you know, this is maybe what Odell does in the acquisition brings. You know, and I, you know, David, obviously a third year player, you know, Callaway, a second year player. 
these guys watched like the beginning of Odell as they were starting on you know their college paths, and these are obviously guys that they're and now it's you know we're gonna play with him. And the other thing is is nobody's gonna cover us because he's here and you know seizing the opportunity that having a guy like Odell around can bring you. You just saw the contract the New York Giants gave Sterling Shepard, great route runner. But, you know, part of that was because, you know, a lot of time the coverage was shifted to stop a guy like Odell Beckham. So uh, it's, you know, it, it's just, you know, you're starting to, you know, pop it all off and getting to see, you know, the work of what John's done. Guys, iTunes, rating reviews, they are always appreciated. Go ahead over there, drop a five-star, drop a written review. Uh, we're just continuing to do, you know, all we can and give you guys the best coverage that we can give you on your from many other Browns podcasts, obviously, other than, uh, you know, Nathan and Bo Bishop. And, you know, their Rolodex may be a little stronger than mine. And, you know, God bless them for it. They deserve it. But uh, go ahead over to iTunes. Uh, drop a five-star drop a review. And uh, make sure you let everybody know. All the good stuff going over here at Lockdown Browns. We've got some listener questions. And uh, actually, a couple of good ones here this evening. Um, the first one here would be from uh, Rogers. At uh, J. Rajbot. Most likely player to take over as a starter in the future. Redwine for Randall or Taki Taki for Schobert, or an offensive lineman for Hubbard or Greg Robinson, or, well, you know, I, I don't know about the Corbett for Treader because I think we're pretty sure where Corbett's going to be in this scenario. How many of them getting replaced would be surprising? I, I don't know if this goes into, well, I mean, this could, the safety position, maybe not this year. The linebacker position, maybe not this year. The offensive tackle position, that's something, Pete, that would definitely be in play for this year. Uh, I could see Taki Taki ultimately become the Mike linebacker, but I'm hoping in that scenario that Schobert then becomes the Will linebacker. I, you know, I don't, I don't see a situation where Taki Taki just beats Schobert out for the job, and and I'm hoping we're not going to see a or situation. Or beats him out the roster, yeah, yeah. Or, or that we, we're not hopefully not going to see a situation where they have Taki Taki become the Mike linebacker, and that's because Schobert's being let walk. Um, I. Like Sheldrick Redwine as a sort of a role player, I don't see long-term starter there. Uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe he'll surprise. You know, I think his tape is better than his 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 resume, so to speak. Um, he's an interesting player. It's just it, it, he's got a he just wasn't pro- as productive as you'd like at, at a safety position. Um, so. I think Randall may be allowed to walk, but I still wouldn't expect Redwine to necessarily be the starter next year. That you know that certainly could happen. Offensive lineman, it's going to happen. It's just a question of when. Is you know Greg Robinson's the left tackle? He won't be next year. You know Chris Hubbard's the right tackle. Will he be by September? Uh, will a guy like Kendall Lamb take that job? You know in a year. Is a guy like uh, Drew Forbes uh, or Brian Finian Ganofo going to take you know ultimately develop and take that job? Difficult to say. I uh, thought it was Finian. I thought it was Ganofo. Obviously, the 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 piece that's going to get moved. It's a question of when. The money doesn't make sense there. That becomes a really good place to save money. The Treader thing. I, you know, this was this entire th- conversation is based on speculation that 
you know, Brent, Brent Sobleski made in a Bleach Report article, which he said himself was speculative. <laughs> he just basically it's- looked at it and said, you know, just looking at sort of the numbers here, this could happen. Um, you know, I, they, they, I, I don't see a scenario where you're looking to, you know, you're already replacing your right guard. You don't want to have to replace your center now because you're, you, 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 then you're replacing two interior guys, which is the more important area for Baker Mayfield. Uh, you don't want your, you know, the area around your feet messy. That was a huge reason he was able to, to thrive as a rookie is because he had such good to work from. That that if you're looking at from next year and you're saying that Trish could be allowed to walk, then you're potentially going to be moving on from three starters in one year at offensive line, which is a really dangerous idea. Uh, that's you know a big part of that is is continuity, and at the very least, it's got to be more than just Petonio. Petonio can't be the one guy that makes it. Uh, so, I, you know, I really, really hope that Treader's going to be there for the for the foreseeable future. It's just a very, very valuable position. Corbett is, you know, slated to be the right guard. Uh, I, 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 The rookies behind him could theoretically – uh, being a comp- comp- competition there, but I don't think it's going to be for now. I think no, it's going to be exactly. a year from now. It, it, just look at it from the standpoint of you know, you know, Drew Forbes's tape is outstanding. He's also you know he played a couple D one opponents, but for the most part, he's playing some. He he looks like a man amongst boys. Like it, it's a joke on some of these how easily he's able to dominate. He looks like Orlando Pace relative to his level of competition. Uh. He's going to be trying to block NFL guys, and there's going to be an adjustment speed. Uh, coming out of Idaho State, uh, these are going to be adjustments to be made. So, uh, you know, I think Corbett's relatively safe. You know, you you might think Cush could push him, maybe, but I don't think that's the scenario they want to find where he's beating him out for that job. The only one that should be of any real threat at this point would be a guy like uh, Hubbard. You know, if, 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 if Chris, or I'm saying if Greg Robinson gets beat out because Drew Forbes is like legit phenom, great, but that's a really unlikely scenario. Oh, I agree with you there. Um, I would say the biggest uh, on the offensive line scenario that you're looking for would be Kendall Lamb versus Chris Hubbard. Um, They were pretty similar players last year. Um, You know, Lamb, I mean, the entire Houston offensive line, most of it wasn't really good, but Lamb wasn't terrible. He was, you know, about an average player at right tackle, which is essentially what Chris Hubbard ended being. Um, You know, these other guys, though, but I also don't think you're going to bring in uh, an undrafted free agent. You're not going to bring in a six-round pick in Forbes. And if they accelerate and they, they accelerate their own path, that's fantastic. But I don't think that's the plan when you bring these guys in. You want to get their feet wet, and it's going to start with mirror drills versus guys like Olivier Vernon and uh, and Miles Garrett and uh, you know Jernard Avery, and you start it from there. Because keep in mind, guys, there's no pads here, so I mean that'll all more of the the story will be told, you know, late July when the team starts going to camp. But you want to see, you know, just the makeup, and you know, and you, and most of it, these coaches look in these guys' eyes, and it's, you know, if Drew Forbes is, you know, taking a rep as a left tackle against Miles Garrett, where there's no contact, do you first thing they're gonna do is check his eyes 
do the eyes get big? Do the eyes sink? You know, you want to see how the guy embraces the moment. Is he willing to compete and do everything he's been taught to this point? Or is it, you know, do you come down and shrink because now maybe the, the pressure got too big? That's all that goes on here. And, and that's, you know, that's what you want to see. You want to see the light go on for these kids where they think they're confident in what they're told to do. And, you know, at least the footwork and that stuff is right because there is no going to be no contact involved here. Uh, so, you know, as far as that, uh, you know, I think Redwine could be a player where you think, look, you know, and, and we've talked about this, it could be a case where it's Joe or Demarius Randall, or it could be Joe and not Demarius Randall, or it could be neither. Um, you're going to have to start saving some money somewhere. We've been over this, and it's, you know, it's real, guys. It is. When you, you have this many high draft picks in your building, these guys cost a ton of money, and the way they're all playing, they're the guys that you're going to build you know, this future around for what should be at least a decade-long run, hopefully, or you know, a decade of existence of Baker, of Miles, of Denzel Ward. So that would be the one you're going to look out for. I do think, uh, even in accordance to this, Pete, and we've talked about this again, this is one where you bring in Greedy, and it's such a nice scenario for him to be in. If he blows the competition away and he warrants being your week one starter, that's fantastic. But obviously, here's a kid who's feeling the pressure somewhat already, obviously, because you know, missed the, he skipped the ball game. And then as Lance Erland put out today, you know, there was some, he was just done. He wasn't going to do any more testing. And so, obviously, the kid's feeling the pressure already, and I can understand it from Greedy Williams' standpoint. There is a lot on his plate at 21 years old. He's got a daughter. He's got a family. They need they need, and are hoping, essentially banking on him, making it as a player. But he can be eased into this process, which you love. And, you know, he, you know, similar to Denzel last year, I mean, he's got more height than Denzel, but and that's the thing you worry about a little bit with Greedy Williams is Denzel Ward, you know, you know, shorter height, but you know, better weight compared to the height weight scenario for Greedy. Right. So much of this, at least the early part of this year, is going to be uh, Greedy adjusting to the NFL and adjust to adjusting to being an adult. Uh, you know, presumably he's got to you know move. Uh, I assume his you know child and and spouse or whatever she is to him is going to be also moving. He's got to get, you know, bigger. He's, you know, he his frame is really, really similar to Denzel Ward. They are both really uh, wafy sort of builds with a lot of speed. Uh, Looks like basketball players. And it'd be nice, you know, I, I, people are telling me that Denzel Ward is a little bit bigger. I'm curious to see what happens when he's running around and stuff if he doesn't lose it. But hopefully he is because... You know, he, he's a guy who's, you know, may struggle to be, you know, 180 pounds uh, during the season. Similarly, Greedy Williams is like six one and a quarter and a half or something like that. And he weighed in 182 pounds. Um, he's not a thick dude. And if you've watched him on Building the Browns and stuff like that, you can see how razor thin he is. Now, that doesn't mean he can't play. That doesn't mean he can't cover. But you certainly hope. Uh, and and the, he, that may just be who he's going to be in the NFL. The same with Ward. You just don't know. But uh, the hope is that he can add a little, a little more body armor. Uh, that that through nutrition and training and stuff like that. Now that he's with the Browns, uh, that they can sort of improve him physically a little bit as he adjusts to that. Because it's going to be, in addition to sort of him figuring out competition, it's going to be a physical adjustment for him to sort of 
get used to the rigors. He's not going, you know, he's going to have to cover, you know, good receivers uh, just in camp before he sees anybody else. So that, you know, adjusting to life as an adult in general isn't easy when you're 21 and trying to, you know, be become an adult like that. That's why I've, you know, age matters. Certainly you want, you know, guys to be younger in terms of where their, their prospects are going to be. But that's why it was always, you know, at least with quarterback, you know, you, you generally want a guy who's an adult for this reason, because you have to do all these things and be the face of your franchise. And, you know, anytime we've talked about quarterbacks, I've always tried to get guys who are an adult. That's why I love Baker Mayfield. I like love Carson Wentz. I love Derek Carr, you know, guys like that because they are grown ass men. Uh, in the case of Wentz and Carr, they were already married uh, and, and obviously graduated college and all that stuff. Baker Mayfield graduated college. Like they have figured out who they are. And a lot of these guys who are young, I mean, you didn't know who you were at. You were at 21. You're expecting a kid to sort of understand. Uh, and you, you may not know at 30, but, you know, having the tools and having the sort of the understanding of how to sort of adjust to life as an adult and all those things is important. Uh, so, and that's some of the advantage of having OTAs is sort of getting used to that. And and I don't know where Greedy is. He may be in the process of moving. Some of these guys may miss time to sort of get that stuff figured out. But this is a big part of that. And that's why I think Greedy Williams may well end up being the starter, but I don't think it will be immediately because Terrence Mitchell uh, has such an advantage in terms of understanding how this goes. He's a little bit thicker, a little bit stronger, uh, has been – uh, facing these type of guys more, it you know Denzel Ward was great uh, and obviously came in and, and hit the ground running in all the ways you'd hope so, and and maybe Greedy can do that too. But there there were at least enough questions in the draft where you're at least setting your expectations to sort of account for that stuff. Exactly, you know, I mean, and for him, it's going to be you know if he blows it up, that's fine. But uh, and the other thing is you got to keep in mind, you know, you drafted him, and for whatever reason. 45 picks went off the board before Greedy Williams was selected. So it's was- a little concerning, and, and it's not bad, but by virtue of the fact he's the first pick of the draft for the Browns, he's being treated, you know, he's getting a lot of treatment like a first-round like, like, pick. Exactly. So, like, and and look, you can tell he's very young and, and very sort of immature, not necessarily a bad way. He's very taken aback by a lot of the draft process stuff. And you can see it on building the Browns in a way that's sort of like very endearing that he sort of doesn't have a true understanding to how big this thing is. But at the same time, like, you know, it, a perfect world, you know, the less attention he gets, the, the better in my view, just because it sort of helps to temper what the expectations are. The more you see him, the more he's on tape, the more, you know, attention he gets in this type of stuff, the more there's going to be expectations of he should be out there, he should be doing stuff right now, he should be good immediately. Uh, and if he's not, then you worry that, you know, there's going to be a little bit of why isn't he out there? Something must be wrong as opposed to this is just where the Browns is a team and maybe where he is as a player right this second. Which is where this franchise is at. Um, you know, you didn't have a first-round pick, so it's not like you... The Browns didn't draft anybody who's plug-and-play. I know it seems weird after the last couple of drafts where every one of these guys, you know, and the amount of rookies that started last year and the guys before, and, you know, 
it, these guys were drafted, and it was, you know, I don't want to say it was like an expansion team, but it was. It was, no, you were drafted here. You're going to play this position. Um, you know, we needed we needed a cornerback. We got you. You're going to be the cornerback. You know, Denzel Ward at four, and but even the other guys, you know, as you went lesser on down the line, Jannard Avery, they had a role. Like you know, even you know, Camp. You know, there were times where, he, you know, he he battled a little bit, and then he had the hamstring, and but he was ready to go week one, and it was all right. Well, get in there, get your reps, and he he took the ball and ran. It's more at this point getting accumulating football players to complement the overall strength of the roster, which is pretty good everywhere but now it's you know let's get depth and if this depth turns out to be a little bit better than the guys in front of them in due time that depth will become the guys and you know in 19 but then when you get to 20 it's going to be well now we're going to move on from from some people so now it's you're not depth you're not role here's your job and so all of these guys i mean all these workers they're going to come in and you know just do everything they can go through the motions but eventually it's going to be, well, can you be the next guy? You know, you know, can you be the next Christian Kirksey guy we're going to move on from? Can yeah, you be so, – go ahead. Well, I mean, you look at last year, four picks went off the board before where Greedy Williams was picked. And it reminds me of, I want to say 2009, when Phil Savage traded their first-round pick from the year before to go get Brady Quinn, tra- traded their second-round pick for – Whatever schlub it ended up being from the Green Bay Packers, big old defensive lineman who didn't do anything, traded their third for Sean Rodgers. And then so their fourth-round pick, Bo Bell, got a ton of attention and then couldn't play dead. Uh, And it was just just because he ended up being the the first guy they picked in the fourth round, so he got a bunch of attention. And it didn't work, and it was, you know, somewhat awkward position for him to be in. Uh, And it's just... Hopefully it, it works out better for Greedy than it did for Bo Bell out of, I think, UNLV uh, or somewhere out there. But, yeah, uh, when you, when you you know, if, if this was a year ago, you know, you're looking at, like, Austin Corbett being a, a, a bigger a, a bigger story than Greedy Williams this year. And he was the third pick last year. Nick Chubb was still picked before him. It's just a, a completely different Yeah, they were flip-flops. Look. Corbett went first. Yeah, Corbett went first and then Chubb. Yeah. yeah, so I know, but I mean, at that point, you already had Baker in the barn. You had, you know, Denzel in the barn. You had Corbett in the barn, and then he went and took Nick Chubb. But I mean, but that's what you want, though. I mean, and that's what's alleviated, you know, gotten you through the process now, Pete, where it's, you know, look, there's a lot here, and almost every starting position is kind of full. So it's go out there, compete, and there's no pressure for any of these kids. And, and th- this is what you want. And, you know, granted, it was only 7 8 and 1 last year. You know, but it was 0-16, so and that'll always be the thing is, you know, now take that next jump. Go find three, four more wins. And this is kind of what we're all looking forward to and, you know, in, in, in why everybody's here listening to us every day and listen to every other damn Browns podcast that's out there is because, you know, for the first time now, you want to actually talk Browns football in mid-May as opposed to, all right, well, I'll be there week one. I'll be there in spades. And, you know, for you truly diehards, I'll be there when camp starts. But for most of it was – we don't want to talk about the bounds till it's about that time. Yeah, I mean, look, it's all about taking the necessary steps forward and getting better. Uh, but you know, I, I, between some of the things that you know, they don't bother me at all. I mean, I think that, that that's exact. He said the thing you, you you want your players to think and and be going for, which is he said the Browns are going to the Super Bowl, and I really hope that if. 
he's not playing week seven, uh, you know, in a meaningful role that people aren't going, you know, and the Browns lose a game. They aren't sitting there going, well, where's Greedy Williams? He said they're going to win the Super Bowl. He's not even starting. Like, that that's type of stuff. It's just that's where that's where I, I could you know I love the access. I love the stuff you see, but that's where it becomes a potential backfire situation because people then put themselves in these stupid unrealistic scenarios where they're gonna you know kill a kid because uh, he's twenty one and said something and isn't right where you want him to be immediately. Yeah, I mean, just a guy feeling the moment and you know getting a ton of questions at him. You know, where he was a kid, you know, obviously at you know, Louisiana State where, you know, everybody knew him and the questions were geared and it's so much different from the college atmosphere than the pro where the college, it's, you know, are you excited for the start of the season uh, and how do you feel about you and the guys on defense and, and now it's here, you know, what are your expectations and, you know, you just, you're taking a 20, you know, I mean, he was answering all these questions a year ago at 20, now he's 21 and it there's really no difference in it and he's just, you know, basically, his, his exuberance and his excitement gets the freaking best of him, which is not different than a good part of this fan base. I mean, you know, you see all the. I mean, nobody's blind here. You see everything that's been done, um, and that's what Odell does. That's what Sheldon Richardson does. That's what Olivier Vernon does. I mean, you plugged significant holes. Just let the kids be kids, guys. And look, there could be time, you know, whatever comes out, whether it's Mary, whether it's Tony O. You know, Sione Taki Taki looked lost at times today. Yeah, well, that's where a rookie should most likely be in OTAs. Um, these guys are lucky if they can, you know, get themselves to the building, get dressed correctly, find where they're supposed to be. You know, that's what's going on here for these kids because they are in things way, way above where they've ever been. Um, we're going to put a, a Pete, as we always do. Anything? Miss anything? Don't think so. Uh, I think we're no. Good. I mean, we're just waiting for more uh, contrived issues with the Browns based on you know voluntary camp uh, showing up and and all that good stuff based on you know from the best of the best letting you know that uh, they should be doing something voluntary that they'd never do at their job. What exactly? Can you show up if you have a free second to a staff meeting on Saturday at ten a.m. Because nobody's doing that for the. Uh place they're employed at guys um guys uh as we discussed earlier in the show here um pete's new project has been launched so uh go ahead check out brown's maven uh you know pete's going to you know put out content there eventually there'll be content you know writers going through there pete's going to put out brown's relative content content that he thinks is good we're going to find a way to you know incorporate whether you know some audio or video whatever you know whether in rapid reaction type of stuff or whatever anything we can to help pete here you know launch this here and uh you know get this you know thing going and uh you know be good for him uh for him to be able to you know flex his wings a little bit is is good for him yeah you can't keep Pete Cage, that's certainly not a good thing. That's one thing I know after almost a year and a half of doing this with him. But, uh, you know, wish Pete well, obviously, with his new project here. And, you know, always thank him for the time. And, you know, it's not like he's going anywhere, but I thank him for the time and appreciate everything. But, uh, you know, bros will be bros when we look out for each other. Make sure you're following at Pete Smith. And, uh, you know, check out the Braves, uh, Browns Maven thing and obviously everything he's got going on over there. Uh, the Locked On Browns Twitter account, we always keep that follow back. And, you know, I had mentioned this again today on the Lockdown NFL uh, pod. Look, if you're on Twitter, you know, in some in your Twitter shy, that's fine. Send me a DM over at Lockdown Browns, 
and any simple questions you have and i have no we have no problem i have no problem doing that if you guys are going to make the time to listen to five to six hours a week at the show i have no problem asking you know or you know returning a, a question that you guys send to me so by all means keep continuing to do that uh at me personally at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd uh, go ahead and follow over there um guys we're just going to continue the ride but it is kind of nice here though i mean hopefully the weather will get somewhere eventually better so we can all just be in a better mood because i think the weather is crap everywhere it seems if you're like you know midwest to the east coast it's just terrible uh we probably got about three inches of rain here in jersey today which it just drives me batshit crazy it's may 15th the heat, i mean may 13th the heat still kicking on which i cannot stand either so you know, let's get ourselves a better weather but uh we got football things going on we're gonna get to see odell at least maybe wearing a browns jersey um, for all you Kareem Hunt lovers, you're going to get to see him starting to do some things Brown-wise, get to see the rookies, the way this all goes here as OTAs, you know, kick off again here this week. Uh, just thank everybody for their time. Obviously, iTunes rating reviews. Please always keep those coming. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.